0: Hey, it's Alec Baldwin. This past season on my podcast, Here's the Thing, I spoke with more actors, musicians, policymakers, and so many other fascinating people, like jazz bassist Christian McBride. Jazz is based on improvisation, but there's very much a form to it. You have a conversation based on that melody and those chord changes. So it's kind of like giving someone a topic and say, okay, talk about this. Listen to the new season of Here's the Thing on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, one of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, "Will you pass the salt and pepper?" And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, "What, salt and pepper?" Listen to Season 2 of McCartney A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to a bit of optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I won't let my body outweigh Outweigh everything that I'm made of Won't spend my life trying to change I'm learning to love who I am I am strong, I feel free I know every part of me It's beautiful. And I will always outweigh. If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the mirror while you're there. Let's take it one day at a time. Cause you and I outweigh. Happy Saturday, Outweigh. Amy here. And something I experienced the other day for first time in a while was food guilt. So that's what inspired this episode. If you're someone that also has food guilt, well, you're not alone because research shows that food guilt is very, very, very common. However, just because it's common doesn't mean that we have to accept the thoughts and keep them around. The guilt we feel only does harm. And I know that from personal experience (laughs) for sure. So how many times have you felt guilty before or after you ate something? Maybe that's something you could think about And then I think once you start thinking about it, you'll become more aware of the guilty thoughts. And maybe I've had more thoughts lately and I just wasn't aware of them, but I was aware of one that hit me this week and I was like, whoa, okay, I don't really like this. I need to stop it in its tracks almost. I used to live with food guilt 24 seven, but I've been in recovery for about three years now. And I would say the food guilt has been at bay, but it rears its head from time to time. And food guilt is saying things to yourself like, I shouldn't have or should I compensate after eating this or uh, should I continue eating and that inner voice that's what beats us up before we eat or it's what makes us feel guilty after we eat and it is 100% our worst enemy it's woven so deeply into our minds or at least it was in my mind for so long like I said 24 7 I had food guilt all the time and I was always quote unquote, punishing myself from eating whatever it was or restricting. And then that would cause the binge. Anyway, it becomes a natural response because that is how we wire our brains, especially if we've been dealing with an eating disorder or poor body image. But again, we don't have to accept the thoughts, even if it's just the natural thing that's happening to us. And some parts of society even affirm the thoughts that we should feel guilty, but we shouldn't feel guilty. And we don't have to. We don't have to live that way. I'm proof that you can rewire your brain. I said, was, like that was true for me a second ago about food guilt being so woven deeply into my mind because I put in the work the last few years to build new neuropathways. And so because of that, when the food guilt pops up, I'm a little caught off guard. However, because I've rewired my brain, I love that I'm aware of the food guilt thought being not okay. And I pivot from it instead of giving into it. So instead of listening to that lower part of my brain that's feeding me the food guilt, I tap into the higher parts of my brain and I shut it down. And for me, it's not as simple as saying, okay, lower brain, shut that thought down. You're not welcome here, which I do say that. But then I go further just to make sure that I regulate myself. Because for me, when food guilt pops up, it's not just the thought, my body reacts to it. I suddenly start to feel stressed. So I want to take myself out of the stress mode and eliminate the food guilt that just caused that but the stress is still showing up in my body if that makes sense so I'm going to share with you some ways to calm down when you're stressed and you can use these things even when food guilt isn't the issue you can use them for any type of stress or when your nerves just feel shot which completely sets off your nervous system and it causes whole chain reaction of problems so again here are some ways To calm down and get yourself regulated before it gets out of control. And something easy that you can do anytime, anywhere is the four, seven, eight deep breathing technique. Big fan of that. My whole household is. Sometimes I just pause and I do four rounds of four, seven, eight, and that's in for four, hold for seven, out for eight. Repeat that a handful of times four times, five times, maybe six times, maybe two handfuls if you need to. And that breath work will calm your body. Even if you're thinking it's not really doing anything, it is. But I also want you to have a positive mindset about it. You could also put on your favorite song and sing along. Something that we have been singing in my house a lot this week is a song by Blessing Offer, and it's called Brighter Days. And it's like, I know there's gonna be some brighter days. I mean, I can't sing, but look at that song listen to it. It is so powerful. It will move you. He performed it on the Bobby Bones show this week. Chris Tomlin came in and he brought Blessing. And my son is obsessed with that song. And so we often listen to it. But ever since Blessing came into the Bobby Bones show, we've been listening to it a lot more, especially since Blessing made Stevenson a cute little video. But whatever the song is, like something, maybe that one would get you too emotional, but maybe you do need to cry. <laughs> Sometimes you can use music to have an emotional release. Maybe it's a fun song. Whatever it is, just put it on and sing along. Something that that does inside your brain and your body will help you feel better. If you have the option to take a cold shower, that could do the trick. Practice the 54321 grounding technique. I talked about this one before. It's really really good. It's something that my sister started doing and she saw a notice when or she saw, she noticed, excuse me, that it was helping her significantly when she was having some anxiety and stress. And pretty much what the 54321 grounding technique is, is you acknowledge five things that you see in your surroundings, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and finally, one thing that you can taste. You could also find a quiet place to try this calming yoga pose. that's really easy. It's nothing crazy. If you've never done yoga before, some may not even consider this to be yoga. So don't freak out. Try the legs up the wall position. It's the legs up the wall post, which can reduce stress. All you got to do is lay down on the floor and let your straight legs rest up against the wall. Your butt should be right up against that bottom part of the wall so that your body is at a 90 degree angle. And then if you're able stay in this position for as long as possible, like 20 minutes and your body will reset. Maybe you don't have 20, do five, <laughs> do 10. Maybe you double up on some of these and you lay up against the wall on the wall post for 20 minutes and you do some four, seven, eight breathing you start to make a list in your head of all of the different things that you're thankful for. I feel like gratitude is often something that slows me down if I take time to journal and think through all of the things that I appreciate in life and all that is working out for me. And don't make things worse by judging yourself. If you have food guilt and then you beat yourself up about the thoughts, it's so important to, well, not do that. It's only going to make things worse I kind of love what Taylor Swift shared in her documentary about changing the channel in her brain when these kinds of thoughts would pop up for her. I love it. She just said, you know what? I can't listen to that anymore. I got to change the channel. So if you notice the guilt, change the channel in your brain. That's what you're doing when you're rewiring your brain. You're building a new pathway. You're changing the channel. And the more you change it, the easier it will get. And I don't want any of us to feel guilty about food, I want us to enjoy food, which I actually saw a study that was interesting. It asked people if they associated chocolate cake with more guilt or celebration. And you would think chocolate cake equals celebration, but the results showed that the people who said the chocolate cake was associated with guilt, they felt less in control around food and they were more likely to overeat. And the majority of the people felt the guilt, which... The overeating thing and the guilt, it's because the the chocolate cake was made to be bad in our minds. So then when we assign a moral value to food, we talk about this often, but I even still catch myself doing it when I'm trying to explain things to my kids like, oh, I don't want us to eat fried chicken nuggets every day or whatever it is because that's bad for you. But then they're like, what? Why is it bad? And then like, shoot, I just assigned a moral value to the chicken nuggets. (laughs) So then I try to walk them through the process of fried foods and how, sure, we can enjoy those. But when it comes to our body, we need to be cautious of how many times we're putting the fried foods in our body. And then I explain like heart and (laughs) cholesterol. Like I actually had a less Alexa, I pulled that up and said, hey, can you explain why fried foods might not be the best choice to have every single day. Although I will say if you're in the early days of recovery, like when I was, the pendulum swung so far the other direction that all foods were a-okay all the time as they should be, right? Because in my brain, if I start to say that a food is not a-okay, that's when I give the food power like the chocolate cake and then I overeat it. But I had to swing so far over. Now I feel like my pendulum is balanced out And I can appreciate the good foods and I can appreciate, see, I just did it there. See how natural it is for our brains to do that because I caught myself though. I can appreciate foods that are really high in nutrition and are going to give my body some loving care and vitamins and nutrients and minerals that it needs. (laughs) And then I can appreciate the other types of food that are going to bring me joy and make me happy and create memories and enjoy with people or bring me comfort Whatever it is the foods need to do, they're in their place. But again, they're not good or bad. And I love that I just gave you a perfect real-life example of me calling a food good when I'm sitting here telling you and myself, by the way, again, I'm not the expert. I'm just here with y'all to not make foods good or bad. Because then with the chocolate cake, that's back to that example. It's like, oh, if there's guilt associated with the chocolate cake, more guilt than celebration then that's when, oh, you feel bad or, oh, I'm gonna eat this just this one last time. So you see the cake, you're trying to celebrate something. You're like, okay, I'm just gonna eat all the cake I can right now because I'm never gonna eat this cake again. That's what happens when we give food power like that. At least that's what happened for me. Uh, I also did a meditation recently that really helped me feel connected and in tune with my body. So sometimes we just feel out of alignment and I feel like you could go to YouTube Maybe meditation is not your thing seems a little woo woo, but I have seen such a difference. I've been doing a meditation challenge this month and I'm seven days in at the time of me recording this and I've really, really enjoyed it. It doesn't take tons of time. Even if you've just got five minutes, you could do that. The meditations I'm doing right now are averaging about 10 minutes if you've got 20, that would be great. Maybe you lay and do a meditation with your legs on the wall like earlier. But there's so many resources and tools out there on YouTube where you could just click a video and have it run. And they'll, it's a guided meditation. And they'll be saying mantras that are good for you to hear. And you can try to just repeat them. And I have tons of other thoughts that enter my brain when I'm trying to meditate. But that's okay. I acknowledge them. I set them aside. And then I try to continue with the guided meditation, the mantra that I have going on. I am only able to do guided ones at this point. I'm not someone that can just sit there and meditate all by myself with nothing around. But whatever is going on with you and your body right now and the disconnect, whether it's overeating or undereating, or maybe you're drinking too much, or maybe it's just that you're not getting enough sleep, or maybe it's just you don't want to get out of bed. Like you want to just lay around and sleep all day long, or you feel out of sync with your... Your workouts or your movement or whatever it is, you're just not vibing with it. Try one of these meditations that you can just search up. I would just do, you know, a, I want to feel connected with my body meditation. See what pops up, play around with it, listen to some, see what, what resonate with you and then set an intention with yourself while you're doing it to forgive yourself for the guilty thoughts Because again, back to what we talked about earlier with the judgment, I know I have it right away and then that can snowball and spiral with negative thinking. But if we forgive ourselves for any negative actions, for any guilty thoughts, for any judgments that we've placed upon ourselves or our body, I truly believe we're going to be in a better place with ourselves. And you can say something like this silently or out loud, but you can say, I'm willing to forgive myself for judging my body and the food guilt that I had today and the, or the actions i have taken against my body whatever it is you can just say that over and over i am willing to forgive myself for this food guilt i'm willing to forgive myself for these thoughts i'm willing to forgive myself for judging myself and maybe others <laughs> but this is us focusing on on our minds on our body you've only got one and the more you feel connected to it the more you're going to be aware of the thoughts that you're having and so that's another reason why I like tying meditation into this as well because that's something you can bring into your daily routine that'll help you feel more connected, more aware. You got to be aware of the thoughts. If you have the food guilt and you're not even aware of them, then it's going to start eating you alive. There you go. That's my little talk today on food guilt. So if you're having it, you are not alone, but there is another way. Okay. Hope y'all are having the day that you need to have. I will see you on Tuesday for the fifth thing over on the four things podcast. That's the one I host with Kat Defada at you need therapy, which actually I want to close out with a quote that I saw on you need therapy podcast, Instagram page. It says here, it's not hard to be who you are. What's hard is trying to stop being who you think others want you to be. And a lot of times the pressure we put on ourselves with our body and our self image, it's coming from outside sources. So we're thinking we need to fit the mold of whatever X, Y, Z, that's really hard. So it's not hard to be who you are. What's hard is trying to stop being who you think others want you to be. So shout out Kat Tafada and you need therapy for that quote. All right, see you later. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. I spoke with more actors, musicians, policymakers, and so many other fascinating people, like jazz bassist Christian McBride. Jazz is based on improvisation, but there's very much a form to it. You have a conversation based on that melody and those chord changes. So it's kind of like giving someone a topic and say, okay, talk about this. Listen to the new season of Here's the Thing... On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, one of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, mm-hmm. I was coming back on the plane, and he said, "Will you pass the salt and pepper?" And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, "What salt and pepper?" Listen to Season 2 of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.